Hey guys, Maddox checking in before the episode with a couple quick reminders. First, we're still up for a Now Magazine Reader's Choice Award. So vote for Fairy Tales for Unwanted Children. Don't listen edited, to Scott. Edit it out. We're going to edit that out. Vote for Caverns and Comedians. You can find for the link unwanted children. on our site, cavernsandcomedians.com. And also make sure to interact on Twitter at Caverns Pod. That's where we do a lot of our back and forth witty banter with our fans. You'll also be able to find a link on our Twitter to the ITO podcast where Kyle and I guest and you can see a little behind the scenes with me and Kyle. All right, enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Last time, a mysterious force brought our party through time to Eberique, the city that stood before Tudo was founded. The city perished in a large, tragic event, the details of which had previously been lost to the mists of time. The party arrived in the town of Eberique a primitive Dark Ages settlement. This is not the part of a great and bountiful empire. It's a city on the edge of nowhere. It's a simple place full of simple people doing simple things, simply. And they love saying simple. I fit in here real well. Yes, you do. Despite the expectation of arriving on the day of the rising, they in fact arrived several months in advance and have been forced to find new lives in this old land. Good news, everybody. Bill has moved in with me, as has Ellen. It's a little awkward since Bill's into men and Ellen's a lesbian, but we're making it work. Wow, you guys moved very quickly. Well, you've got to at this age. Good point. Good point. Fook uh, decided to really throw himself into the local culture and the local people. He spends a lot of time at the Mead Hall, run by a man named Wolden, learning things about entertainment and the simple pleasures of life in Eberique. Look at all the things a man can do when he's immune to diseases. Like sleep in a dog bed? Like sleep in anything. The Mead Hall is the second largest building in the town. It is a very long, very large wooden structure with carvings along the ceilings as the largest fire in the town and every night there are songs sung and drinks drank and laughter and love i just realized this building shaped like a penis as fook began to get to know walden walden sort of let him in on the the shadier side of things if someone wants something done in this town they have to go through him Fook became very interested in learning about some things that Finnick had done, uh, particularly disguise kits, because sometimes Fook doesn't want to be recognized by people he meets in the bar that um, things might have gone poorly with, and so he'd like the opportunity of walking into that bar feeling a little more um, unknown. You know, the weird thing is when we moved to town, there was almost no gnomes here, but every time I go into this bar, I see a different gnome. Hank, Hank, oh, God, idiots. You know what I've realized? Since this is like a thousand years ago now, we, we could be our own ancestors. Each of you could have a little bit of fook in you, if you ask nicely. Oh, no, no, thank you. I've 
I've had plenty of Fuchs hands on me. Thank you. Well, you never know. You've got a little bit of green around the gills. Ugh, Agata drinks deeply of her mead. And yes, they spent many times in the mead hall together, but Hank spent a lot of time elsewhere. The main temple in the town was dedicated, oddly enough, to Kronos, the long-forgotten god of time. In the time of the parties, and Tudo, this god, no longer holds any power and is believed to have been killed long ago, removed from reality, but here his power seems to be quite alive and well. In the temple, when Hank goes in to look for any answers to his search to how to get home, he finds the cleric whiling away the hours, doing nothing in particular. His robes are shoddy, unkempt. The library is a mess, completely disorganized. It looks as though no one has used it in decades. So are you like the time expert here? Are you the expert on time travel? Time travel? Do you mean to travel amongst the great cosmic waves of time that our Lord Kronos puts forth into the galaxies? Yeah, but not like the normal time travel that you do every day, but like the special... Big jumps at once, time travel, that sort of thing. Oh, that all sounds like crazy magic. I'm going to tell you something. I'm from the future. Can't you tell from my advanced sense of style? (laughs) Hank takes a moment to just sort of wave his hand, showing all of himself and making a couple poses. This fashion sense is from thousands of years in the future. My God, what happened? (laughs) To all such... Travelers from the future take refuge back here. What great calamities have befallen you? Well, I need to do. I need to get home. So you're going to show me all the books that have to do with time travel, and I'm going to read all of them. I'm going from the front to the back, and we're going to figure out some time magic. Well, I haven't actually looked in any of the books. I mean, no one really travels through time here. They just sort of hope that the seasons happen. I mean, mainly farming goes on here. Hank sort of grabs him by his collar. We're going to travel some time. We're going to travel all the time till I get home. Well, you're, you're free to have a reign of the library, but, I'm, but I don't know that any good is going to come of it. Hank puts him down, walks away, goes to the library, closes the door, locks it, and starts whiling away all of his hours in the time library. So, yes, hours will stretch into days, days into weeks, as Hank has to search the stacks to find anything relevant to what he's looking for. But he feels more and more as he reads almost that someone is reading over his shoulder. He feels that the deeper he gets, the more this presence is making itself felt. Agata, meanwhile is drawn at first to the smithy, run by Kinnerick, who was one of the thralls they rescued from the Mind Flayers. And having recently seen a vision of her father working the forge, she wanted to recapitulate something about herself that was lost. But she found herself interested more in the off-hours hobby of Kinnerick, his still-life paintings. He has some simple subjects, just some fruit, his his own tools, lots of drawings of hands as though they were somehow insightful or deep. But she feels that there's some value here for her. So you, uh, you like my paintings? 
Well, the sketches are good, but um, the hands don't seem to be doing anything. I'd like to maybe learn how to draw the hands better or, or, or frankly, I get, I get tired of really drawing and painting really crappy doors that barely work. So I'd like to get better at, uh, at painting the real world. Um, Agata, Agata, when a man asks you to come back to his place to look at his paintings, um, he's hitting on you. Oh, see, I didn't think that, considering you're as old as my father, but, um... <clears throat> I don't know, maybe you've got some issues. Well, and uh, those of us who are older in persuasion still have some interests in life. I'm not saying that, I'm just saying I missed that story. Let's, you is know, your friend going to be here all night? Yes, he is, Should actually. I put my robe back on? Yes, please. <laughs> please, actually, we were meant to do a painting of the dog... Hey. Not to you. I'm sorry. Was, did you get confused? Well, I just like being looked at. Follow your muse wherever your process takes you. My process takes me to painting the hill out there. I'll leave you two alone. Agata picks up her sketchbook and... Should I take the robe back off? No. Keep it on. Oh. As Hank passes the window. Those are some amazing hands. I've never <laughs> looked at my hands that way. Meanwhile... In the forests that surround Eberique, where little settlements dot the landscape having been hacked from the trees that cover almost everything, a half-elf stalks through the forest, accompanied, as almost always, by her beloved giant poisonous snake. Oh, Susan. Gotta find a place to sleep. I hate this daylight. I'm gonna get a tan. She's been stalking some strange tracks in the forest for days now. They seem familiar. They seem to indicate something dangerous. These tracks look dangerous. This ranger notices some distinctive tracks. Not of the normal animals, the bears and the deer that are in this forest, but a quadruped animal. Of a medium size. A scavenger. A pack that she recognizes as hyenas. Snakey bends down and picks up some dirt from inside the tracks, sniffing it. Huh. Smells like lunch. Hyenas are bad. Snakey knows that hyenas are bad. He can't remember why, but she knows that it means something more. Hyenas are bad. I remember that much. But there's something I'm missing. Ugh, too much mead. Oh, well. Hey, uh, Susan, well, what'd you say we go grab a drink? The snake does not respond to that. Come on, <laughs> are you still mad at me? Come on! Yeah, okay. Uh, back in the mead hall, about two months in... Fook has taken it upon himself to try to join in the entertainment. His loot that he has had in his sack for longer than he can recall. Of course, anything is longer than he can recall. Has always sort of called out to him, but he's never gotten around to learning how to play it. Though something about this community has inspired him. I call this one plucking random strings. He doesn't spend the time that you really need to practice to learn how to play this instrument well, but 
he's built up some goodwill and people are willing to give him a chance. It's just because they know that the lesbian and that other one broke up with me. It's true, actually. That's all the people are talking about. I'm sorry. Mm, well, this isn't going terribly well. Should I put my robe back on? Yes, please. I... There's a petition. We've, we've signed a petition. Somehow, the inspiration fills Fook. And he is able to, with his rudimentary knowledge of the loot, play a song that moves the hearts of the people listening to. Fook plays the theme song to Dear Aunt Agnes. <laughs> Dear Aunt Agnes, remember, you said you'd help us out if you could. Well, our jobs are taking us far away to move the children just wouldn't be good. If you would say you would... Hey, stop throwing coins at me! Uh, Fook is unfamiliar with the habit of throwing coins to performers that are engendering happiness in the crowd, but he does manage to make three gold. <laughs> Agata passes Fook a folded sketch she has done. And when he opens it, it is a life portrait of his lower half. Since you've had your robe off so much in the last few months, I've gotten really good at drawing this. Ooh, I knew I recognized that from somewhere. On another day, a bleary Tuesday morning, Hank is deep into the stacks of the library, searching for something that could suggest a way home. He is walking down one of the aisles, sort of randomly glancing up at the titles that are massively out of any kind of alphabetical or recognizable organizational order. Why clocks are round, a time to kill, snack time. That one isn't religious. It's just like an instructional book on how best to make snacks. I'm actually going to take that for later. But just as he is about to turn a corner and walk away, a book falls. Oh no, it's finally happened. The books have come. Oh wait, no, it just fell. I thought the books were turning against me. Hank picks up the book. It is entitled The Workings of Kronos, edition 3.5. Agata has now spent about 10 weeks with her paints and brushes and charcoal. She's graduated from stick figures to line drawings of hands to landscapes. And she thinks that it's time to practice on the magical pigments to see if she can create a work of art in three dimensions. In order to thank Kinnerick for all the supplies that he has so willingly given to Agata, uh, she decides to use her magic paints to draw him, paint him a fine blacksmith's tool that she remembers her father using daily. The tongs that she creates are not forged from iron like all of his tools. They're not even mithril. they seem to be woven from the the river of magic. They are light and durable. They will not tarnish or rust. They will not melt. They are the finest pair of blacksmith's tongs ever seen in this village. Well, I guess that's good. I, uh... I made a rough line drawing of your hands. <laughs> so that you may... You know, for good... We're good. We can just, yeah, we can, I appreciate that. We can just stop, stop right there. I'm thankful of your appreciation. I wrote a poem as well. Oh. Would you like to hear it? 
Sure. Clang, clang, clang. The hammer comes down. Splash, splash, splash. The metal is quenched. Clang, clang, clang. The hammer of my love comes down. Splash, splash, splash. And he continues on in an increasingly disturbing manner. From the window, a slow clap emits from Hank. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful poem. Hank has become notorious through the town for just staring into people's windows. In fact, uh, he inspires uh, one person to invent the Venetian blind hundreds of years early. Agata just turns to look from one to the other, from one to the other, completely horrified. Out deep in the forest, amidst many adventures, tracking many animals, gathering many herbs, Snakey once again comes upon evidence of the roaming pack of hyenas she had seen evidence of previously, but no sign of for months. And this time there's a distinct claw mark on a tree that does not seem to come from a hyena. This claw mark is distinctive, and its presence beside the tracks of a hyena is distinctive. Snakey looks back and forth between the the mark on the ground and the mark on the tree. Claw mark? Hyena. Claw mark? Hyena. Claw... Oh, shit. It's the claw mark of a type of beast that Snakey has seen before. Something she has vowed to root out and destroy wherever she finds it. For this is the claw mark of a knoll. Knolls. Should have known. Should have knolled. <laughs> you like that's it now? Okay. <laughs> Snakey sets out for Eberique, the largest settlement nearby. Others will need to know. We're going to need supplies and we're going to need backup. Ugh, people. Back at the Mead Hall, it's almost time for the Harvest Festival. Now, the climate of the surrounding area of what will one day be Taro in this time period is bountiful. Those who have been able to hack out a farm from the forest manage to make two, possibly even three harvests of grain every year. So harvest festivals are a big part of life. And the mead hall is a big part of the harvest festival. And a big part of the mead hall is now... The headlining attraction, Fook Wimbles, and his many costumes. Hurry, Jody, get there! I hope she gets there before nine, 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 nine. I hope she gets there before nine. It's from today's special, people. It's a special song. Fook has told many stories of the children's programming once available on TV Tarot in his youth, which was... Long from now, but not that long. Not so long as anyone else's youth. There are people from all the surrounding villages, from Reeser and Buttonville, the Vale of Thorns, and seemingly no one from the town of Bursey has shown up. Most people think that's because people from Bursey are jerks, and that's what the town is speaking of and making jokes about when... The door opens and 
A strange smell pervades the mead hall of dirt and unwashedness. Wait, it's Hank, isn't it? Do you smell Hank? Ooh, I thought I'd left the, my little pouch open. No, no I'm, I'm already here. I've been reading in the corner. I've been oh. reading my book. Snakey steps into the bar. Hey, everybody. It's me, Snakey. Yeah, the town's favorite urchin. The crowd boos in unison. Boo. I know you're pissed, but look, I, I got bad news, guys. You brought your snake? Yeah, of course I brought... It, this is Susan. She has a name, okay? Snake's outside. Well, you know, what, Susan, can you just, just this one, uh, come on. Excuse me. Wait a minute, I'm not the center of attention. Yes, no, you're not the center of attention. Excuse me, uh, I'm new here. Why do these people hate you? Huh. Well, uh, probably because of my good looks. Uh, Snakey is sallow and a little bit green. All of her leather armor is snakeskin. Uh, she's got a necklace of teeth, human and animal. And uh, one of her eyes is swollen closed. She never returns anything she borrows. Oh, that's why you hate her. Okay. okay. Also, no one likes a half-elf. Yeah. Weird, pointy-eared weirdo. Okay, nobody Wait, likes why humans. Why are you saying that as if she just said her description out loud, strange person in the bar? I'm just answering previously the question why she wasn't liked in this town. Oh. Yes, he is. to be fair, he is answering that. But why do you have a thing against half-anything, really? Humans. I'm human. I don't have anything against half anything. Wait, you're not human. I just thought you were really short and old. Hank leans into the snake. Now, is it like weird for you that the person you hang out with has like clothes made of skin of similar things? Are you talking to the animal? I'm talking to the snake. Very interesting. I do not have any speaking to animals skills. <laughs> you also hear a shriek because... On the second floor in the rafters, a bat is flying around now near the ceiling. Oh, she let her bat in here. And Dora, come. That, that's my bat. A small bat lands on the shoulder of Snakey. Snakey pets the bat, grabs her with her full fist, and stuffs her in one of the pockets of her coat. You have two pets? Susan isn't a pet. Wait, uh, there was something about a crisis. Yes. Shit, Yeah. Knowles. A sigh goes up in the room. Oh, not Knowles no, again. No, don't you give don't you give me that. It's always Knowles. Look, this time it's really Knowles. Are you sure it's just not my scarecrow again? Do you think I would hang out here if I didn't if I didn't have You know what? Screw you. <laughs> Get attacked. See if I care. Wait, is this a girl who cried Knowles situation? No. Well, maybe Maybe once or twice I thought there was going to be gnolls and there weren't. Children. Wait. Look at the board. See? Oh, is this has, the... Is yeah, this the this? check marks, the one that says gnolls and the one that says not gnolls and how there's like 17 not gnolls and no gnolls. That board has confused me the entire time and I just never thought to bring it up. Now it, you've got context. It, it, it makes sense. To be fair, I've been hearing about this gnoll chick for a long time. So, you know, now thank you for putting a face to the story. No problem. Oh, I always thought that said not rolls. As in that number of days we didn't have the bakery working. Wait, you have a problem reading the board and you're spending your time in the library? No, it's I'm, a good thing you I'm have much, beautiful thighs. I'm much better at close-sighted things. Um, I don't actually... I'm a city folk for my whole life. I don't really know what a knoll is. Have I... 
Wait, have I met you before or should I be introducing myself? We've never met her. Introduce yourself. Oh, hello. My name is Fook. Hi, I'm Snakey. Sorry, my palms are clammy. You'll forgive me if I forget that immediately. Nice to meet you. You're not from here. No, we're not. We're actually from here, from very, very far away, but sort of here. You smell weird. Oh, that's future. What? You're smelling the future. You're just smelling somebody who actually had a bath this century. Oh, and also my bag of holding is open. Oh, close that thing. Yeah. Oh, great. Now all the weirdos are hanging out. No, for real, guys, though. What's a knoll? Is it bad? Is it a bad thing that there's a knoll? Uh, knolls. They're like hyenas who feasted upon a dead body and then they get filled with an evil spirit and all they want to do is kill and eat. Yeah, and then she says they can talk too. Hyenas that talk. That's not true. Ooh, this sounds very serious. Should yes. I put my robe yes. back on? Yes, please put your robe back on. They're coming this way. No one has seen a knoll in hundreds of years. Yeah. They're well, not going to come here. Just an old wives' tale. Well, to be fair, even if it is an old wives' tale, it's been several long months since I threw a guiding bolt and t- pulled out my sword, so I'm going to go get my, my gear. Yes, and, she and I've had up. an old wife. They're very trustworthy. I mean, I suppose I could go for a walk while I read my book. It's all the same to me if we're doing a, if we're doing a little, little uh, going about. Oh, you guys are going to help me? Uh, if it kills the time. Well, it's been very boring here since we came from the future. Oh, like, we're from the future. Hello. Yeah, you keep saying that. Like I said, I just want to kill something. It's been a while. You might be our ancestor. Well, them, I'm a, I'm a gnome, so probably not me. I prefer to think of it as we came from the present and you live in the past. Jesus, I need a drink. So in a way, you don't have to worry about dying, because you're already dead. Great. Well, suit up, guys. At this moment, the door opens, and two beefy guards walk in. Ooh. Everybody, silence. Silence. We're getting in the... You know the drill. Everybody put your things down. Stand up. Hands me on the back. All that stuff. Gabber didn't kneel. She's coming. Bullshit. You, snaky. Just get to the back. Just, no Maybe one wants to see you here. I love this part. And that is when the local elder woman walks through and makes her arrival to speak to the common folk. Elder woman Esma enters the longhouse. She has a long cape of animal skins and furs. She has a little circlet around her head as the ruler of this town. She doesn't often mix. She stays in her longhouse. But every harvest festival, three times a year, she enters and has a ceremonial drink with the town to reinforce the social equality, which is a myth that the town holds close. Now, who looks to get wasted with the elder woman? Me, me, me. Look, I found a rat and I'm willing to sew it to your garment. Put your robe back on. (laughs) The guard just grabs the rat and throws it behind him. Make room for the elder woman. She needs to get a drink. And she moves up to the bar and the barkeep Wolder pours her the only wine he will pour all night into the only glass vessel he owns that he only uses three times a year. I suppose it's time for bottoms up. Ooh, things are progressing quickly. Not that kind of bottoms. Throw back on. I'm wearing out the belt on this thing. 
in unison, everybody lifts their mugs and steins up and... To the harvest and to Eberique, long may it stand far into the future, unbroken, Uh-oh. unbent, unburned. For at least six months. H. Probably more like six now. Does someone have something to add to the toast? No, I think you covered the basics, lady. Do you have a problem with the toast? Nope. I'd just like to add, may everyone run very quickly and practice that every single day. We just want to stress the importance of cardio. And yeah, and yes, practice, like, train like you're training for a marathon. You're the weirdos, aren't you? maybe getting a cottage out by the lake. I'm not used to being interrupted. Yes. Get used to it with these two around. Silence, Knave. You slap her. Slap her for me. Fook slaps her. (laughs) Thank you. You're the new ones in town. I've been told about you. Ooh, all good things, I hope. No. Did you see that drawing of my hands that I sent? Still, those were your hands. Yes, they were. Snakey emerges from a back corner into the light. What about... The gnolls! Did somebody let something in that shouldn't be here? Oh, hello, my name is Fook. We've met. (sighs) There are no gnolls in my lands. There shall not be gnolls in my lands. Have you any proof this time? (laughs) Why isn't everyone else laughing? I made a joke. Excuse me. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, funny. Excuse me. I'd like to know what this power is that you say you have that you can will away gnolls by saying they're Speak wrong. when spoken to. Slap her. Don't slap me. Fook slaps her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good hands. Yes. Wait, how, how is Fook slapping at Gata? Because Gata is very tall. And He's on a, stool. on a bar stool. <laughs> we always ass- there's the assumed the tacit bar stool. <laughs> he just kind of brings it around. Do you have any proof of this snake lady? Oh, you know, just tracks and claw marks and the general scent, and I'm a ranger! So, did you bring these tracks or these claw marks or the general scent? I think I have a shovel in here if you need it. This is pointless. Someone give me a beer. Wait, how old are you? I got a hands, Snakey and Mead. Welcome to my world. Right, well, I've spent enough time amongst the muck. Happy Harvest Festival. Yes, let's retire somewhere quiet. And... Perhaps we shall be seeing more of each other. Ooh, much more, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a nod, a little note is passed from one of the guards to Fook. Just don't open it here. Fook puts it in a pocket and promptly forgets it's there. Actually, if you're the person in charge, there's something that I've been thinking of. I've been trying to um, bring it up the ladder. Somebody the slaps him. A goddess slaps, slaps him. him. <laughs> I'll just leave these here. Hank places an envelope that says new sewer plans, advanced technology in front of the Yelder woman. I gotta pick it up. Hank, we can't change the future. Look, I just want the future to have better toilets. Isn't that, is that your is job? That, is, that, is that such a big, is that going butterfly effect at all? I don't think all? we should lead them down the path of technology when we have perfectly good magical bags. You guys have been coming, going around town, talking to everybody, changing all the timelines. All I want is better toilets. Good I luck have... with her listening to you about that. She's out the door now. Agata leans over Fook and says, you know what, you've slapped me quite a few times. And as she does this, she 
kind of leans against Fook and takes the note from him. Ooh, someone's getting frisky. No, I'm not getting... Well, if you want to, I'm I'm not opposed. No, put your robe back on. Jeez, Fook, you're always dating people in the party. My belt broke in half. (laughs) That's what you get for always trying to get naked. Agata turns around and reads the note. Wait, who else have I dated in the party? Hank makes it his top priority to mend Fook's belt so that it's not broken. Ooh. The note is written on official Eberique letterhead. It reads, I am told that you and your companions have certain skills that may be useful. Please come to the longhouse under cover of night and tell no one. P.S. This is not a sex thing. Do not get the wrong idea. Ooh, Agata, I think she's flirting with you. Yes, she is flirting with her with me. You want to come with me? I thought you'd never ask. I figured. Hank, he, he, whatever. But we've got a thing with the uh, elder woman, elder woman, whatever. The old lady. We got a thing with her. I can read my book anywhere. I'll come along. Cool. Hey, Snakey. You seem like you're... Snakey's mouth is full of food that she's taken off someone else's table. Snakey. What? Let's get out of here. What? Yeah, but don't tell her I'm coming. I'm not telling anybody. You don't even no, know what we're talking about. No, I always prefer to surprise people when I'm coming. Yep. Oh, God. Um, you know what? Why don't you come with us? You seem like you don't fit in here, so you might as well not fit in with us. Let's go. Okay. Susan, finish your beer. There's a giant snake seemingly sitting upright at one of the stools along the bar with its head in a big stein of beer. Fook calls for Steve, who comes out of the kitchen still munching on a sausage. And the chubby Dashin moves over and Fook mounts him. And you walk off into the the daylight. You get up to the longhouse, which is up on a bit, a bit of a hill. The longhouse is set apart from the rest of the buildings in the town. It, in times of war, it is the last refuge for the people of Eberique. But in times of peace, like all these recent times have been, it is a refuge for the great and the wonderful and the powerful. And there are guards on the doors. And as you approach them, they roll their eyes and say, What part of undercover of night did you not get? It's night. It's not Well, dark. I am a knight. This I'm is an... early evening at best. No, but with the, just but, add a K to it, and it's we've fulfilled the prophecy. It's The sun's basically down. It, you, can, you can't. Nobody saw us. Right, right, I mean, we'll look just, around for miles. You can't see we anything. We can just wait out here until night time. Yes. Yeah. Do you want us to hang out here? Fook, get out your. Sing us a song. Ooh, Fook takes his robe off. All right, get in, get in, get in. This is supposed to be discreet. Oh. If you know us, this is discreet. Inside, it's ornately carved everywhere. It's very dark wood. There are tapestries that hang on the wall that depict scenes from the past of Eberique. There are braziers to provide light. There are carpets on the floor. It almost reminds you of your time. It is opulent for the standards of the day, but this would be rustic to you. And at the end of the great hall, sitting on the throne, is the Eldor woman Esma. Rizzy, you didn't get the nighttime thing? I expected you here like three hours from now. Now again, we're from the future. So it's it's already night, already. No, it doesn't work. No, these guys insisted on coming now. Wait, it's... I think I'm figuring something out. Yes. Do I not have to remove my clothing to play the lute? No. Oh, someone's been riding on my shield. Not me. 
Okay, pass me your shield for a second. Oh, here it is. Agata takes the shield and erases that somebody that Fook has to remove his clothing to play his lute. She erases that from the shield. That's clearly in Fook's handwriting. You do that, you to yourself. I guess we'll never know. You brought the snake lady. Yeah, you seem to know her. Yeah, we know each other. Yeah, we know each other well enough. Oh, good. We're all friends here. Yes, you want to fill us in or or you just want to pick her back and forth? There is a small chance, a tiny, vanishingly, laughably small chance that there may be something to what she says. Ha! I haven't admitted anything. I merely want you to look into something for me. Wait, so this isn't a date... No, it was never a date. And you assumed that it was my date, so I don't know why you're so disappointed. Well, but then you invited me along. I know, because I knew that would get you to come along. Damn it. I'm sorry. Hey, pass me your shield again. Oh, here you go. I, I gotta write, keep your robe on. Oh, this is gonna get filthy very quickly. So let me get this straight. You want us to do something for you? Yes, there's... One of the villages has not sent any representatives to the Harvest Festival. Oh, Jesus. Now that's a bad thing because... Well, bringing the Harvest in is well they pay their taxes. And if they haven't brought them, maybe there's a reason they haven't brought them. Like they don't want to pay the taxes? She's implying that they are dead. Well, that's a bit of a logical leap. I might have received some minor scouting reports of plumes of smoke. God damn remember, boy though, scouts. They're all dead already, though. Oh, right? good. Because we're from the future, so you're all dead. Okay, yes, you know, yes. yes, we got that. Oh, right, Hank. so we don't need to get attached. No. Oh, dear. I don't necessarily believe you're all from the future. It doesn't really matter. You're just expendable. I can tell you what the weather's like in a thousand years. Speaking of spending, you want us to do something for us. For you, uh, you got any spending in mind? No, we, no, if they need help, we should just give them help. Shh. Yeah, I'm with, with the shit lady. Um, all right. <laughs> well, I'll donate. I'll donate my part to the poor. Okay, you can donate your part to the poor. Oh in wait, me- I'm poor. Yes, so donate it to yourself. Done and done. Good. If they pay us a single gold and put it into the bank with interest. <laughs> okay, Hank. You know what? You do that. Speaking of payment, you gonna pay us? Yes, you're going to pay us. Well, there could be some compensation for a successful venture. I could look into the treasury. Agata just stares at her. Yes, I can see into it from here. Look, there's a lot of gold there. I could perhaps even offer you some interesting information. You should probably keep that door shut when people come in. It's part of the shock and awe. God, I keep staring at her. I could even allow someone to uh, live within the city limits again. Huh. Wait, what sort of information? Oh, I've just heard that one of you's been spending an awful lot of time trying to uh, make head or tail of some uh, old tomes. That was me on the count of I don't want to be here anymore because I want to go back to my family. Because you guys, I want—I just gave you a ride downtown, and now we're in the past, and it's going to be thousands of years, and it's it's not it's not fun, it's not fair. We're also even still if not we, downtown. Yes, even if we get back to our time, you know, getting back to your fa- you're 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 not going to get back to your family anytime soon. I checked the maps, the coordinates, 
We are downtown right now. You're a wanted man. This is what downtown is going to be. You're a wanted man. Not by man. us, but you're a wanted man. Yes. Look, I did my part. You guys are downtown. You're earlier, way earlier than I said I'd take you here. This is perhaps a conversation you could have on your own and not wasting my time. Okay, so you're going to pay us and give us information. And also, what would you be doing with your time? Yes, because you seem to be just sitting here. You said you expected us three or four hours from now, yet you're just sitting here doing nothing. I paint. <laughs> would you perhaps like to see a drawing of some hands? Oh, some wonderful hands. She's even better than Kinnerick. What is it with this town and hands? Seriously. They're very difficult. Oh my gosh, yes, I know hands are difficult, but is it that the only thing people think There's of drawing? so many knuckles. Yeah. Snakes don't even have hands. Oh. They're those poor things. Poor snakes. I have what, some in my bag if what, they... What do, <laughs> what do snakes paint? Susan? <laughs> All right, so where should we be going for this other village? Uh, Agata leans down to Susan and says, You can feel free. To bite him, and she points at Hank. Susan's tail just slowly moves back and forth. Yes, so this other village, where was it? Bursey. Pardon, sorry, what? Bursey. I heard nobody wants to go there. Well, they aren't the most popular people, but they do generally pay the taxes, so I should extend the protection of the elder woman's grace. So wait, wait a minute. You knew this whole time that something was going on that you you hung me out to dry in the in the meat hall. Well, one must keep up appearances. Jesus, man, this this is some. You know what? I don't want to move back here. Yeah, who wants to live with a bunch of humans, anyways? Who? Tell uh, it, sister. Excuse me, as a human, you on your team. You mind not being humanist? No offense. No offense. Why don't people want to go to Jersey? Well, everybody has somebody that they have to, to make fun of, to beat down upon. It's how you feel part of the in-group, by creating an out-group, like I'm sure you do with Hank over there. Yeah, you know, Snakey, it's not that bad. If people aren't popular, if, if they don't like you, you know, just be you. Be the best you you can be. Look at me. Yeah. I mean, you look like a cool guy, a cool lady, cool, cool person. Be careful, he's going to hug you whether you ask for it or not. Do you want a hug? He's going to regret it. I'm, I've got a real hug deficit. They have enough, they I didn't invent hugging yet. Just a little bit. Oh, no, it's like a side hug. We'll start with a side no, hug. Hank, Hank, we had this conversation. Okay. Uh, Susan. I just heard her spine adjust. Uh, Snakey wriggles away from Hank. Get off of me. I don't like touching. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm really jonesing for some human contact. Also, he's probably not sorry. No, he's not. Hank, uh, we had this conversation how many times? It's just, I, like I said. Should I write it on your shield? I was, I was, I wanted to be away from my family for like a couple of days at most. It's been months. Is there something we need to do? Is there something we need to do about this behavior? It seems rather concerning. Do, will you hug me? Will anyone hug me? I'll yeah. hug me. Oh, that's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Sort of just sits down in the corner, hugging himself. Susan slowly coils herself around his body, like an inner tube. Oh, that's nice. I like you, Susan. God, Susan, you're so soft. Susan's the best. You guys suck. I really need to look away from this. <laughs> Perhaps you could set out immediately. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. You set off. The village of Bursey is down a 
a small path. There aren't large roads. The Empire has not dug the roads out that are such a feature of the time you come from. These are paths people have hacked through the forest. Feels dark. Feels close. And after you walk for a few hours, it, the night closes in around you. You hear the sounds of animals in the distance. You see shadows. There's little glints of moonlight peeking through the leaves of the trees. And as you get close to where you've been told the town of Bursey is, an acrid smell will fill your nostrils. Jesus, fuck, close that bag of holding. Sorry, I was just using it. No, it still smells. It's not just Fook. It's Bursey. Far in the distance, you see a slight orange glow. As you get closer, you see that it's fire. Well, that can't be good, Agarash says, adjusting her armor. Let's do it. I mean, it's, it's still pretty far. It'll take us a little while to get there. Let's not rush in. I think I should put my robe back on. Yes, put your robe on, though. <laughs> Read your shield. Read your shield. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons-powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Starring Joanna Houghton as Agata the Cleric, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, Lee Cameron as Snakey the Ranger, Maddox Campbell as Hank the Wizard, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. This has been a Kicks and Giggles production created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell with editing by Maddox Campbell, themed by Derek Baldwin, and engineered by Andrea Miller. Find out more at cavernsandcomedians.com and don't forget to like, rate, and share. Thanks for listening. For the record, I thought it was time Agata stopped sleeping with everyone she met. You slept with, you slept with one job. person. One dude. one dude. Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah, but but these guys fantasy know. Ted dancing. But nobody else slept with anybody. So if I get, if you would let me get back to my wife. We are not playing that out. <laughs> <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy. Hey guys, Maddox here with some big news. Caverns and Comedians has been nominated one of the Now Magazine's Reader Choice Award best podcasts in toronto that means we're in the top five and uh with a little help from you we think we could go all the way so if you really want to help us out there's a couple things you can do first you can go to nowtoronto.com click on the reader's choice award button go to cityscape best podcast and click on caverns and comedians or if you want a fewer clicks way to do that you can visit any of our social media we're going to be posting about this a lot so you can go to twitter for at caverns pod you can go to facebook caverns and comedians or you can just go to our website, cavernsandcomedians.com, and we'll have information on how to vote for us on all of these things. Your vote could really help us get more people to listen to the podcast, which will make it a lot easier to do it. Thanks for all your support so far, and I hope you really enjoy the episode today. Once upon a time, there was a gnome. Once upon a time, there was an elf. Once upon a time, there was a little Once upon a time, there was a gnome. Once upon a time, there was a time. There was a once upon a time. There was an old rock. Once upon a time. 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 And no one lived happily ever after. Fairy tales for unwanted children. Find us on iTunes or at periodically.ca.